So, um, I am wondering a couple of things as we begin. Um, I am wondering who, who here has been friends the longest? And I'm not talking about friends in terms of a, a marital relationship. We'll get to that in a second. But um, just f- friends with somebody else that, uh, that, that's here um, that you would call a, a, a buddy, um, a pal, whatever, a, a good friend. And, and um, uh, relationships, friendships are really great, aren't they? So who, who, I just want, who has been friends? And so you can look, maybe it's, you're not sitting by him. Who has been friends with somebody here for longer than five years? Oh, that was too easy. So we're going to bump that right up. How about 15? Holy cow. Okay, we're going to double that too. How about 30? Okay, that's as far as we're going. I could keep going. 30 years, there's a lot of hands. Did you see them? How cool is it that you have a friend who is a great friend? Think about what that means for over 30 years. Now, how about the marriage thing? A relationship as husband and wife. Now, I, I know... Um, I'm, my, my, my wife isn't here this morning, but we're, we're going to celebrate 40 this year, but I know that that's nothing. Well, it's something. Sorry, Lord. I'm so thankful. I don't want any lightning bolts coming through the sanctuary ceiling, but how about 50? Anybody here been married for 50 years? Oh, yeah. There's a few. 60? 70? 60, 70 in the, oh, yep. Holy cow. Here, see it? That's my shake of the hand. The boshers, it is awesome and great. And, and think about that. You know, there's so much that goes into that, isn't there? A long-lasting friendship, a marriage that lasts 70 years plus. So I admire that. That's an inspiration, and you're an inspiration to everybody who's chasing you. There's so much that goes into 70 years, and I think about what that means in terms of unity, relationship. Let, just soak that up for a minute, the relationships that you have and the people that you feel united to and with and are in. Isn't it profound? I mean, there's all different kinds of things that we can think about. And that's why it is so awesome. I feel it a great privilege to share with you this morning about a relationship that God wants to have with you forever. Think about that. 30 years plus as friends, 70 years as husband and wife, pretty awesome. How about a forever relationship? United in the heart, inseparably, with the great Lord God Almighty. That's his desire. And I want to read a passage about that. A passage where Jesus prays for that to be. 
for me, for you, for all of us. Open up your hearts and hear the living, powerful word of God as it comes to us from John 17, verses 20 to 24. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent them, sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I and them and you and me. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. This is the word of God. might be written in our hearts, lived in our lives. Hmm. As always, there's just so much there. This is a prayer of Jesus. In fact, the whole chapter, chapter 19 is in verses 1 to 19. He's praying for his disciples. Some things that are applicable to us, things that are applicable in the moment for those that were with him, hearing him as he prayed. And then we read... In, in verse 20, my prayer is not for them alone. He, he expands it. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. Who would that be? You, me, us. Jesus is praying for, for us. I, I want you to think about that. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? You see, the, the disciples were faithful, right? And, and those and those who would believe to me through their message, speaking of disciples, the first followers of Jesus Christ. And they did. They were faithful to, to that message. They proclaimed it. They lived it. They shared it. And it went from person to person all throughout the earth, throughout all the generations. Think about how it is then that you came to know Jesus through someone sharing with you, right? Hearing it. Someone speaking about, about truth, about the good news of Jesus Christ throughout all generations until finally, yes, it reached your ears in your heart. It's a profound thing. Jesus is praying for you before you even came to be, generations before you came to be. It's incredible. It's, it's awesome. It's profound. And he prays, what? For you to be united. United with him, with God. And in a very particular way, verse 21, that they may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. A desire to be united with you is... is fueling his prayer. A profound thing to think about. And, and, and I just want to, just like you, you travel and you take out a, a, a suitcase and lay it 
on a bed. Let's open it up and unpack that just a little bit. Well, what, what does that mean in terms of being united? United to and in him. What does it mean to have Jesus Christ in your heart and in your life in part, in pieces, but then in fullness? And maybe a good way to think about that is what he says in terms of the hope, the goal, right? Just as you are in me and I am in you. So, so his goal, his hope is for you and me and then for us together to be united just as he is with the heavenly father. When I, when I started to think about that, it's another one of those things that kind of blew my mind up a little bit. Because the relationship that Jesus Christ had with his heavenly father, unity-wise, was, was perfect, whole and complete, so profound. See, Jesus always wanted to be led by his Father. He always wanted to be in his presence. He always wanted to give him honor and glory each and every minute. Complete unity. And, and so I, I think about that. What, what does that look like? And then I wonder sometimes, is it even true? Is it even possible for us to be united with him and with each other that way? Well, the capability is there. That's that two piece. But what does it take to achieve unity? Unity in who? In Jesus Christ. Unity like God and the Heavenly Father had and enjoyed. There's where a lot of thinking starts to, to come into play. A lot of things that, that we have to wonder about. And so I think about those relationships that we share with other people, the ones that we, that we celebrated just a couple moments ago, those friendships that you have, those friendships that are long and lasting, those marital relationships that, that serve as an example and what that means, what's taken place throughout the years to have them be what they are today. Think about that. Think about a good friend that you have and that you're a good friend to them. What does it take to have that relationship and for you to be united in heart? You know, those are precious gifts to have somebody that you can kind of pick up with at any time and it doesn't really matter sometimes if you, you drift geographically, but that you have that kind of a relationship and that friendship. What's that work there? What does it take? And then to have a relationship that, again, is just, just like this, just close together, united, whole, and completely, almost in every sense of the word or in every sense of the word, if that's how you describe it. It's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. But it's pretty deep. And it takes a lot. There's a lot that goes into that. And that's why we celebrate the relationships that we had that are that way, Right? Because we know what, what it means, and, and it doesn't mean there's always everything was peachy, right? I, I think of those relationships, and I think of the bumps and some of the, the tough moments, the hard times, but, but working through them and what that means then to create an even deeper, stronger relationship. It's so profound. It's so awesome. And that's the prayer, right, that Jesus says he, he hopes, he desires that we will have with him and with each other. It's pretty great. It's pretty incredible. 
And he asked that that would be true for a reason. It's found twice in verse 21, the end of verse 21. May they also be in us, and so there's that being part. We'll share more on that in just a minute, that they will be in us. Why? Here it is, so that. There's that conditional statement again. So that the world may believe that you have sent me. And then you drop down into verse 23, says it again, may they be brought to complete unity. May they be brought to complete unity. So in, in to gather unity in Jesus Christ. Why? To let the world know that you have sent me. It's about a message. It's about a witness. He wants unity that clearly projects God's love, grace, and leading so that others would know what it truly means to be united to him and who it is that he is truly as he leads in life. That's a pretty profound reason. That's why Jesus lived his life, right? So that others would know, so that others would know his heavenly father. That's why he died and he rose again, risen for a reason, you, me. And the life that he lived so we'd understand and know what it truly means to be in the presence of God and to be united with him wholly and completely. Pretty profound to think about. It takes a lot of work, right? Again, unity. Have you ever tried to um, take a picture and you couldn't quite get the focus right? Yeah, that's why I let everybody else take pictures. And whether it's with a camera, even with your cell phones now, and you're kind of doing this thing, and, and what do you see the most in a picture that has, um, I, I don't know how it work out, but you see things that are really focused well, right? If anything in a picture is, is fuzzy, so like if I was going to take a picture of you, I would want you to be in clear focus, and all of you might be a little fuzzy. But that'd be okay, because I'd be taking a picture of Eli, right? But if I was taking a picture of everybody else, maybe you'd be a little fuzzy. And so the things that, that are really clear and in focus are the things that we see better. Is that not true? And so God says, I, I want you to be united, and I want that to be clear. Why? That unity, so that the world will see it. And what does it mean to be united with God? Well, there's a lot of things. I mean, one of the things we think of immediately, right, is being united with him in grace and in love. What, what that means to be forgiving and grace-filled, to have the love of Jesus Christ in, in our hearts. That's really powerful, really important. You can't project a message of who Jesus Christ is. You can't be united without him without having love in your heart for those that are lost and hurting. Grace, so, so powerful, so true, and it needs to be clear, and it needs to be vibrant and real. But then so does holiness, right? Holiness. If we're united with God, we're united with a God who is loving and grace-filled, but we're united with a God who is holy. 
That, that's why Jesus died in the first place, right? To unite the unholy with the holy. The unholy, you and me, to be united with the holy one. How, how did that have to happen? God's plan, send his son to earth. Die, have his blood wash away our sins, literally. Just again, as, as was read in Psalm 51, clean hearts, pure as snow. And that's something that needs to be present in unity and in unity in Jesus Christ and to Jesus Christ. And it needs to be clear. And that's where when we start thinking about witness and that unity with Jesus Christ and being filled and walking with the Lord, we understand the importance of that, right? Because it's so easy to send the wrong message to the world, especially when they're looking for different answers about what it means to follow God. And there's a lot of them. But God gives us an understanding of what that means and what that looks like. And Jesus is praying for it, that we would be united with him and in him, and that we'd understand the fullness of that, that it would be complete, complete. So what does that look like? What does that mean for you and me as followers of Jesus Christ? Well, it means hopefully we won't be fuzzy. Hopefully that will send a clear message about who Jesus Christ is by who it is that we're being. And I think about people together. Anybody been watching the um, basketball tournament? Yeah, that's kind of a silly thing. Yeah. What would happen, I want to ask you, what would happen if a team went out on the basketball court and they, the ref gave them the ball and, and the player looked at the ball and didn't know what to do with it? Yeah, it'd be that bad. You'd be like, what's going on? And he's like, okay, and he throws it up or something, and another guy gets it. And he, well, there's a purpose, right? The purpose is to put the ball in the basket and to do that more teams than the other, more times than the other team, right? There's a purpose to playing basketball. And if anybody on that team, what does it take? It takes great unity to make that happen in a way that brings victory. And the players are so fun to watch, some of those teams that are so united. They understand roles. They understand purpose. It's like that oiled machine, right? Unity. Unity in Jesus Christ. Having a, a clear sense of purpose. Honoring God. Proclaiming the word winning people to Christ, equipping them to serve. Clear purpose really helps with clear unity. And so too does being in terms of personhood. And again, praying for it to be completely just as Jesus was. Anybody know what this is? Can you see it? Oh, I heard it. What is it? A milk strainer. Yeah. Any of you used one of these lately? 
<laughs> Yesterday? No. So you know what this was for? Milk strainer. And it was put on top of milk cans. You're probably surprised I even knew what one of these was myself. But, and you would strain the milk that way. And why was it done? To keep, <laughs> to keep the milk clean, pure. I, I remember um, my neighbor's um, uh, wife would go, they had a farm, and they'd go back there, and the, the um, fellow that was, uh, would, would, he had a couple cows that he would milk, um, and she questioned whether he'd ever use one of these, because every now and then there'd be milk in the fridge and have like, you know, straw floating around it and stuff like that. Imagine getting a gallon of milk at the store and having a clump of dirt or straw in it, right? Yeah, you'd be really thrilled. Purity. A filter. So that the milk that goes into the can and is good to drink and consume is pure and clean. That's why Jesus is praying for us. So that we'd know him and we'd be him. That you'd have unity with his spirit wholly, completely, perfectly. There's always a lot of straining that needs to go on. But the more united with him that we are, the purer we become. That's his desire. That's his goal. Why? Again, so that we would live the best life ever. There's nothing like living in the full-blown presence of Jesus Christ. Nothing. That's what he wants. He wants the best for you. He wants the best for me. He wants the best for us. So he shares that truth. He read it a couple weeks ago out of Hebrews 12. Since we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, and we always have witnesses in our lives, praise the Lord to his goodness and his glory, and we have people who are looking all around us. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us with perseverance run the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus as the author and perfecter of our faith. Unity is really important. And unity in spirit and in being is really important. And and I praise the Lord for the way in which that is present in the body of Jesus Christ. Always more work to do. Always more straining. Always more work for us to do in our hearts and lives. To be in his presence fully united with who it is that Jesus is and desires to be in our lives. What a profound thing. When I start to think about ministry and I start to think about other people and relationships united and separately in the body of Jesus Christ, I just have to break out in praise because it is a wonderful thing. And just like those friendships, those relationships, and yes, in my marriage, the things that you enjoy, the things that are so awesome and wonderful about them, so true in the body of Jesus Christ when the body of Jesus Christ is being Jesus Christ. To see the things that people do and how they rise up and the way in which they honor God, it is a privilege. It is a joy. And that's God's desire for us wholly and completely to be united to him, to be united in him, 
together. A lot to think about, but I, I just want to leave you with this thought. It's, it's there. Um, he speaks about the completeness. Ponder that. That's a great challenge for you and me. What does it mean to be completely united with Jesus and in Jesus together? But he says this in verse 24, Father, I want those that you have given me to be with me where I am. Think about that for a minute. That's that, again, that's that unity in the moment, the fullness, the presence. And then to see my glory, and I remember, and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you have loved me. And often we think about seeing the glory of God in terms of when we get to heaven, right? Jesus is still living at this point. The glory of what it means to honor God in the moment. He, he wants us to experience that, to know that. And then he says this, that you give me because you love me before the creation of the world. And so from that time to the creation of the world, and then he speaks about being united with us forever and ever. Everlasting life. What an incredible to think. Think of it that Jesus is praying that you will be united with him forever. Forever. You love those long-lasting friendships? Yeah. Do, do you love, and I, I guess I would look at anybody who's been married for a long do you love that and all that that means? Yes, it's awesome, it's wonderful, something to celebrate. Think about it, united with Jesus forever, forever. Can you even think that way? It's awesome. It's wonderful. And I have some long-lasting friendships, too, that I really treasure. And I shared with you that I've experienced um, being married to my wife will be 40 years this spring. And so as I prepared and I thought about that, I, I did. I thought about what what went into those relationships and what it takes and what it means. And I thought about how awesome it was from the time that, that they first began that those relationships grew and deepened and are so strong and are so powerful. It's an incredible thing. And then I thought back to the time when I was a little boy and I was 10 years old. And I believed God that he sent Jesus to die for my sins. And I went from not knowing him at all to having him come into my heart and to my life. And what that has meant throughout the years and what it means now as I stand before you and how by God's grace that relationship has only grown and deepened. And I think about beyond this moment what it will mean. What it will mean is I continue to strive to just be simply a person who picks up his feet and follows him. As a pastor, yes, but as a follower of Jesus Christ, as a husband, as a dad, as a grandpa now, as a friend. And my hope is that I'll be united more and more in Jesus Christ so I can be my best in all those relationships, but none the least of these, the best that I can be for him. And it happens, why? Because he said, I will be with you forever. I'll be your God. I'll love you, I'll care for you, I'll lead you. And he has. It's an awesome thing.
brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. Jesus sent him to die and then to raise again for a reason. And that reason is you. Let's thank him. Lord God, I give you praise. I give you thanks for all that you are. We sang the words of the song for all that you have done. And you're not finished yet. You're still working on our hearts so that we'd be more complete, more whole, more pure. And oh God, we'd, we'd live lives that things yet to be discovered, yet to be celebrated, yet to be won for you. Joyous, incredible moments. You shared, even as we looked at that, our joy would be complete in you. Lord, the more fully we're in your presence, the more truer that is. And God, we celebrate that. We thank you for all that you are and all that you'll continue to be. You're a good and an awesome God. We thank you for uniting yourself to us through the person of Jesus Christ. And Lord, as I pray that, even as I thought of it, as the words came out, that that would be true for everybody here. There's nothing like it, oh God. Once that door of the heart is opened, you promise, Revelation 3.20, to come in. Anybody who'd hear your voice and you'd be there, God. Lord, you blow their lives up in profound ways. Help them through the hard moments and give them grace and help them to see truth. It's a beautiful thing. All praise to you, Lord God, for loving us so much. that you desired to be with us forever. And you provided a way for that to be, even Jesus. It's in his name that we pray and give you praise. Amen.